Even beyond. Even beyond. Even beyond. Above and beyond. The Real Estate Show. Hey, everyone, and welcome to the Above and Beyond Real Estate Show. My name is Ralph Ciancio. Mm-hmm. We've got Colin Noble here as well, and we wanted to put together a, a podcast uh, to really just have a conversation you know, sharing some of the insight that we have as professional realtors here in the GTA and uh, share some insights, some experience, some laughs, and, and eventually answer questions that you may have to make your process in either buying or selling real estate a little smoother. Uh, but really, we're doing this for fun. We want to connect with people and uh, we're really excited to be here. So thanks so much for, for tuning in so far. That's been, uh, I don't know, 70 seconds and there's already a mistake. So uh, hey, we're, we're there's first time listeners today. Yes. And there's first time podcasters. That's good. First so time and first time. We're, we're here. There's a f- first time for everyone. Yeah. And uh, we're both very, very excited to be here. Yeah. So awesome. thanks for listening in. Yeah. So today we're going to be talking about a couple things. We're going to be talking about the, uh, the state of the market right now in the GTA. Uh, we're also going to be talking about the, uh, the cycle of interest rates and cycle of uh, an economy. And uh, we're also going to be talking about Doug Ford's house. Ooh, yeah. Doug Ford. No one's invincible in this market. You got it. But we'll, but, but we'll get there. The economy has no emotions. <laughs> it just goes, right? Just, it just goes or doesn't go. Yeah, I don't know. True too. That's true, too. We've seen a lot of we'll, that. We'll get into that, though. Yeah. Um, anyway, there's been a lot of talk in the news, a lot of headlines, newspaper articles, a lot of pessimism, I'd say, as well, in the market. Um, but, Ralph, why don't, we, why don't we jump right into it? Let's talk about the market where we're at right now, yeah. where we've seen the trend over the last two to three months, and where we do our best uh, predictions on where we might see the fall market and for, sure. uh, for the next few months. Well, it, it, you know that's a great question. So where are we at in the market? Uh, we have seen uh, a steep decline in the number of transactions and then the number uh, the, of the dollar amount of each transaction. So there's two different numbers there. Really important that the listeners out there pay close attention when they're seeing a statistic when they talk about something going up or something going down are we talking about the average price so that's the dollars exchanged Mm -hmm. or we're talking about the frequency of transactions that's the number of sales now the two are somewhat connected but really they they're independent Uh, and then the other lens that i think every listener out there anyone that's paying attention to the real estate market has to watch out for is where is the data coming from and what is it talking about so for example if the cmhc which stands for canada housing and mortgage corporation puts out a statistic they're talking about a national number right if the cbc puts out a a number a statistic in their media release they may be talking about provincial numbers you know global television station may be talking about a gta number city tv as an example may put out a gta or toronto number all those numbers are, are totally different and they mean something entirely different uh, across the board. Someone in Markham right now thinking about selling their home shouldn't care a ton if the national home price predicted by Royal Bank is going to come down 15% because the national home price is not your Scarborough town home price. Where right. That's a different market, right? right? And they're different macroeconomic right. factors. Right. So do you say there's... There's a bit of confusion. I see a lot of confusion too in the marketplace right now um, between what buyers and sellers are both thinking. Like you said, where's the data coming from and what should people, what should everyone be listening to and where should they be finding their data? Uh, so other than their realtor, of course, yeah. um, but where should people, I guess, focus their attention when they're looking at, oh, what's the market doing today? For sure. And so I think when you talk about um, a buyer or a seller thinking about 
a, a plan. Mm-hmm. Number one is you need to have high quality local information. You need to know what's going on in your community. Mm-hmm. Now, listen, we could be talking about, for example, the average price for a home in Toronto. You can see the days on the market. You can see the average price point. You can see the the success rate. So out of the number of homes listed, how many actually sold? Mm-hmm. But we could also look at one bedroom condo townhomes in Toronto and break down those same numbers or detached properties over $3 million. So every segment, every product category is going to have a different story to tell. Right. And so I right. think understanding, you know, how to get good quality information, but also how to understand it. I've been saying for a long time, you've heard me here in the office say that we don't, we don't give out information. That's not our value proposition. You know, years ago, a realtor's responsibility was to, to communicate information to, uh, to the market. And, you know, since the start of Google, information has become ubiquitous. It's literally everywhere. I've got these little machines in my house that if I say their name, there's two of them primarily. I won't say them because I don't want the lights to start going off. But if I just say their name and ask a question, they give me the answer. Right. So really, it's the context to the information that we provide. So that's number one is context to data. So listeners out there, viewers need to find great information, but find context to it. Mm -hmm. And then also the contacts. So who are the people locally that would have any impact on this information? Right. 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 And and the last thing I believe a realtor also brings to the table uh, would be confidence. Those are the three C's. Mm -hmm. So, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, by having the context, by having the contacts, that will also yield to great confidence right right and that's a probably a great segment or, or segue i should say confidence so where where are people's confidence right now in the market i feel like people have lost a lot of confidence uh in let's focus on one thing price because that's what most people the general consumer cares about price right. if they're a buyer how much is this house going to cost me if they're a seller what am i going to get for my house mm-hmm. um like i said there's there's a there's a bit of pessimism in the, in the market lack of confidence i'd say um so let's talk refocus on what are prices doing what have they done in the last two months and where we see them going in the next little while so we've seen prices come down and again i could i could shoot out a bunch of data and statistics but again if we have somebody listening from you know the red deer alberta the data will be irrelevant. So I would right. say, you know, consult a local expert to mm-hmm. get this the micro information. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about what the CMHC says. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about Royal Bank or TD Bank. They're talking about national numbers. There's nothing you can do about national numbers. There's no national weather station. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. In, in Canada, national weather yeah. in the winter, it's cold. Yeah. That's yeah. it. That's yeah. all it says. Yeah. In the summer, it's warm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And in Markham, Ontario, today it's 32 degrees. That's exactly that's it. That's why we're and, and in shorts. Markham, it's raining. <laughs> really, that's true. <laughs> Real talk. Uh, as my kids say, no cap. No cap. Did I say that? Is that is that correct? <laughs> Our producer Methusians in the back there. He's, he's, no cap. he's chuckling. No cap. No cap. Uh, um, but you know, when we talk about the weather in Markham. It may be 31 degrees and clear skies, mm-hmm. and you may go to North York, which is only about 12 kilometers away, and they could have showers right, right now. Right. The same is true in real right. estate. You can have a macro national analysis, mm-hmm. but you really, really want the micro. But your question was really geared towards where are prices and where's you know consumer confidence. Mm-hmm. Uh, prices are trending downward. Mm-hmm. Where there's a definite correlation between interest rates rising, which is basically impacts the cost of borrowing, so obviously, the more money it costs to make a payment every month, 
the the lower the price point you can afford. Right. Um, so we're also seeing a lot of challenges in terms of the banks not being very clear as to what the qualifications requirements are right. and who should qualify and who shouldn't. Right. So there's a little bit of uncertainty there. Mm-hmm. And we talk about the shift in um, in power, the shift of control, where a few months back we saw a very strong seller stronghold on control. Sellers were in charge. They put their home on the market. They told you when to bring the offer. Right. And they made you jump through hoops, Mr. and right. Mrs. Buyer, jump through crazy hoops. And that's what we were seeing on offers, no conditions, uh, you know, firm offers, deposits in hand, um, take it and leave it, right? Then, exactly. And that was like the sellers had all the power, like you were saying, of they basically got to dictate everything and what they were going to accept. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And now yeah. what we've seen is this this shift, the pendulum shift towards uh, more control from the buyer. So right. I wouldn't say that we're in a buyer's market yet. Believe me, there's, there's further way to go to be in a buyer's market. We right. are in what we consider to be a balanced market right, right. now. Right. So somewhere right. in the middle of power. Right. Um, you know, and a lot of people ask, how come there's such a drastic shift? And the analogy that I, I've come up with is, Ralph has great analogies, by the way. Well, I don't I, know. I, uh, I my love, wife says I, it's I, condescending, but that's just the way that I think. No, it's great because it puts it into everyday perspective, right? Yeah. So I, yeah, I never. I need, love your analogies. Oh, I hope so. But I'll tell you the analogy on on um, on berries. So, call it ten thousand years ago, man was uh, a lot less civilized than we are today, mm-hmm. and you'd go into a new territory, explore a new area, and there'd be some berries on a tree. And people watched the tree and they, they were hungry. They wanted berries, but nobody wanted to eat the berries because if you eat the berries and something went wrong, you, you died. Right. Then once in a while, somebody would go over and eat the berry. So Frank walks over, eats the berry. Everyone's watching Frank. Frank feels good, feels strong. Everybody eats the berry. Right. 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 Frank dies. Nobody eats the berry. Right. So it's very polarized as, as a culture where uh, if everyone's buying, everyone's buying. Right. If nobody's buying, nobody's buying. Right. And we see this in real estate all the time. We see this in, you know, fashion fads where Lady Gaga puts prosciutto on her face. Mm-hmm. Nobody did that after. Right. 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 <laughs> yeah. right. But then, you know, Drake wears, you know, some outfit and then everyone jumps onto it. Right. So what we've seen is a shift in confidence where buyers have now stepped back saying, I don't know if it's safe to buy a house right now. Right. right. And that's. That itself has caused further regression. Other buyers are sitting back watching the bush, and it only takes Frank to walk over and eat the bush and say, mm-hmm. you eat a berry and say, this is a, 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 a safe thing right. to do. And we're right. going to see that. I do believe that as we approach the fall, we're going to see a few people go over, try the fruit, and they're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think that could pose great opportunity, though, for buyers, right? Because let's call it uh, January, February of this year, 2022, when we were seeing, you know, 20, 30, sometimes 40 plus offers on homes. So the competition was just incredible. And now we're seeing less of that. You know, I was on MLS this morning and we're seeing terminations, we're seeing price changes, we're seeing listings expired, um, which which in, in my mind poses a great opportunity for a buyer because they're not up against those 20, 30 other offers, right? Agreed. But I think then it comes down to 
switching sides here to the sellers yeah. right and what's the seller's expectation i, I think there's a great opportunity to for the sellers as well right now mm -hmm. um you know we read a statistic recently that uh you know in this past month and in, in the month of july there was 620 percent increase in the number of terminated listings compared to um january and february of this wow. year yeah. um, so that means that a lot of people are terminating their listing which right. means they're not successfully selling right right that goes back to what i call market calibration and that's sellers who are not calibrated with what the real-time market value of their home is and the reality is buyers had some failure in market calibration in january and february march they were putting an offer right. on a property right. miscalibrated and they lose right right, right. Yeah. And now we're seeing the sellers miscalibrate by putting the home on the market at the wrong price. And it's just a calibration. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Recalculating. Mm -hmm. If you were if you were to put a timeline on this recalibration. Um and I, I guess there's other compounding things that happen within the market. Interest rates one of them. Next announcement is is in September. When, where do we see the market? Like, is it, are we going to be in the transition stage for another two months, three months? Or after the next rate hike, the speculation is another 75 basis points to, to a full percentage. I feel like that's going to have another big impact on the market. So is, are we going to see that jump then to, you know, a, a fully buyer's market? Yeah. Uh, and so in terms of where we're at, we see we have seen interest rates come up 1.75%. Uh, uh, you know, in the last three months, pretty short period of time, pretty short yeah. period of time. Yeah. Um, you know, the next rate announcement in September, I anticipate that they're going to increase interest rates again, but mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be a much smaller amount. Okay. From what I'm reading and what I'm watching and the people I'm talking to, they're already reporting that we've hit. If we're not at the peak of inflation, we're near the peak of inflation. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. A few things to consider as well is that interest rate is a really, really broad tool. So you can think of it kind of like a um, a jackhammer mm -hmm. versus uh, maybe that's not a great example, but give me an example of like a very very broad tool versus a small one, um, a chainsaw versus a knife, right? Okay, yeah. uh, still not yeah. a great example. Yeah. On the next podcast, berries I'll work versus on something. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but my my point is, interest rate is a tool that the the federal government uses to control um, the speed and the intensity of the market, the the whole economy. Mm -hmm. Real estate is just one section of it. Right. So, you know, my predictions moving forward, how I feel today, we're just starting August 2022. Mm -hmm. I anticipate that we're going to see a small increase in interest rates mm -hmm. in, the start, in the fall. Mm -hmm. And then we may see a second small or nothing. Mm -hmm. And then I believe it as before the end of Q1 next year, so 2023, mm -hmm. I think we're going to see a, a reduction in interest rates. Right. We're going to start rescinding back mm -hmm. to a lower interest mm -hmm. rate in a way to fuel and support the economy, prevent it from falling into deep recession. Um, but before that, which nobody's talking about, Ooh. is we're going to see some change in policy, making it a little bit easier for people to qualify for a mortgage and to afford a mortgage. Interesting. So you can have interest rates as a very, very broad tool that affects people that make steel in Hamilton or corn in Saskatchewan. Like, right. You know, Bay Street, Toronto, they're all impacted by the interest rates. Right. But so is real estate. Mm -hmm. But then when you go more focused on tools that affect uh, the real estate industry, you have amortization. Mm -hmm. So could they make 
it possible for mortgages to be spread out over a longer like period. 40 years instead of 30 years. Exactly, yeah. which we had. In yeah. 2008, we had 40-year mortgages, 35-year right. mortgages, and we saw this huge spike in real estate, right? right? Um, could we see uh, you know, a shift in the stress test so that people could actually afford more? Right. Right. Yeah. Stress yeah. test was designed to make sure people could affect it could work and survive in a, in a climate where interest rates were at what they're at now. Right. Right. Um, right. So I, I do think we're going to start seeing some kind of, um, uh, you know, some support, some incentives for, for, for the mm -hmm. real estate industry. Mm -hmm. Real estate's collapsing is not good for anybody. Right. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I think I think you're not just saying this. I feel like it's you've seen this in the past. You've been at this many more years than I have, um, and you have a bachelor, something rather, in, bachelor in economics. I don't have and, a bachelor, but a bachelor's uh, degree. Yeah. You're no longer a bachelor, <laughs> that's for sure. Uh, economics and and real estate. Yeah. So I mean, you've seen the cycles and how they happen, yeah. um, and I think we're we're definitely in one of those cycles, both in sure. both in interest rates and and real estate in terms of, of prices. Yeah. Um, how how do how do you feel like that we're going to get out of this cycle mm -hmm. and talk a little bit about um obviously there was 2008 2017 those cycles yeah. and i've heard you say to me many many times we're we're in that five-year cycle yeah. and i mean as hard as to say it this was sort of expected once we saw such a huge increase in prices over the last call it 12 months um are we at the bottom the, the cycle or, uh, or, or no, what's I, happening? I, I don't know how to answer that. It's a great question is where do we sit in the real estate cycle or the cycle of the economy? Yeah. Uh, really, they are two different things. We could have the cycle of the economy really roaring, but real estate low. Mm -hmm. um, you know, real estate is a game of supply and demand. Mm -hmm. It's a huge global version of musical chairs. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the ability for builders and developers to produce housing produce places for people to sleep faster than we populate as a global population. Mm -hmm. That's what's going to cause real estate prices to go up. Mm -hmm. My professor in university said buy land because they stopped making it a long time ago. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So there's no more places for people to sleep. So uh, an interesting uh, stat I read this morning was that, uh, you know, the new home construction uh, starts and sales have come down by 10,000 units. So they expect them to drag out a little longer. The builders mm -hmm. will take longer to build those products. Mm -hmm. um, from a really, really local perspective, like I'm talking GTA, mm -hmm. and we talk about the Golden Horseshoe, uh, maybe we can unpack kind of the history of the real estate market in the GTA on a future episode. I For don't sure. know yeah. if, if you guys are interested in, in, in seeing something like that, put a message or a comment below, talk about the history of the real estate market and some of those uh, kind of inflection mm -hmm. points. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, I think I think real estate market too, and then also we had our our mortgage mortgage broker in here last week speaking about the cycles of the interest rates too, and I feel like a lot of people um, would be super interested in that as well because they they kind of go hand in hand a little bit, right? For sure, yeah. for sure. And you know we see um, we've seen ups and downs in the demand for real estate. Again, it goes back to the berries analogy, right? And mm -hmm. so in two thousand and seven, two thousand eight, we saw a financial crisis. People got scared about making these types of investments. What do they do? They shelter, they pull their money out, they keep it at home. Right. Um, as we are heading into, you know, a higher level of inflation, it's important to remember that real estate's an excellent, excellent store of inflation, mm -hmm. of store of value, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I remember one of my professors in university shared a story of uh, the value of gold, 
So generally speaking, gold and real estate are the best, most secure uh, stores of value. Yeah. And he said that back in Caesar's time, call it 2000 years ago, an ounce of gold could buy you a toga, nice tailored toga, yeah. a belt and some sandals. Right. And that's you could buy that for whatever the value of an of one ounce of gold. Right. And then now this morning, gold is at 1750 or so. Uh, per ounce mm -hmm. Canadian I think it's in Canadian mm -hmm. and if you think about it if you went to York Yorkdale Mall you could probably buy a suit yeah. a belt and some yeah. shoes for about $1,700 yeah. higher quality of yeah. course it's not for everybody but yeah. that's more or less the same store value as it was 2,000 years ago right real estate is the same right so when you're buying real estate you're buying something that's going to appreciate because they don't make any more of it mm -hmm. And although there's some fluctuations in uh, in the actual short-term price, mm -hmm. in the long-term, sellers are going to be uh, fine and buyers are going to be fine. Right, right. Yeah, awesome, awesome. A really good discussion. I think there's, I mean, I think we could go on for a long time talking about the market and, you know, our predictions moving forward. But I wanted to talk about something else. Hold on. Do you have any predictions before we jump ahead? Because you're a smart guy. I mean, chartered accountant. You're my numbers guy. Yeah, I have my predictions. I agree with you. I think we're going to see... From an interest rate perspective, I think we're going to see. I think we're going to see it bigger than you expect. I think we're going to see maybe seventy-five basis points to another full percentage point in September. Um, wow. Yeah, I think it's going to be another aggressive hit. I think that that's obviously going to impact, um, you know, real estate in general, buyers specifically in their affordability. Um, but I do believe. I think probably springtime next year we're going to see prices to come back up. So I'm giving us another six months of this, and then, um, you know, ho hopefully we'll see prices come back up again. So yeah, I mean, again, you know, people say to me all the time, "Oh, how's the real estate market? Like, must be really tough." And yeah. the reality is, we we represent buyers and we represent sellers. Absolutely. Yeah. So yeah. you know, we're always happy. Not we are happy. I mean, we sympathize with different parties. For sure. You know, in a really hot real estate market where people are bidding hundreds of thousands over the asking price and unconditional offers. Mm -hmm. You know, we're high-fiving with sellers and consoling buyers. Mm -hmm. And now we are in a market where more typically we'll be high-fiving with buyers and consoling sellers. Right, right. So, you know, that's that's just mm -hmm. the name of the game. For like, sure. You know? For sure. And I, we haven't even spoken about leases oh. and the rental market. Oh, geez. That's, that's a that's, whole topic on its own. We that, do that's doing the complete opposite of what we're seeing yeah. with, with, with home prices. Yeah. But um, yeah, another episode. Maybe we can speak about the rental market right now. Yeah. Is it's uh, absolutely on fire right now in for the sure. GTA? And I know you've had your hand on the pulse with a lot of real estate data mm. for leases, uh, even for students trying to find properties for new Canadians. Yeah. So it's definitely a topic that I think would be worthwhile. I don't know if you think that it's uh, something you'd be interested in hearing about. Put a comment in the uh, in the the box below. Is that a thing? Is that like do people do that? Yeah. In the Com comment, comment section, section. Apparently, I, I don't yeah. know. I don't yeah. know. Yeah. yeah. Well, we'll make it. We'll make it work. Um, but another topic that's quite uh, current and kind of fun to talk about, a lot of people, I know some of my friends and I were talking about, you know, one of the hot properties right now in the GTA, um, Premier Ford, he's uh, listed his house, I think about, I forget how long ago, maybe seven or eight days ago, um, two weeks, two weeks ago. And th there's been a lot of media attention, obviously, because it's a very high... Uh, I mean, it's a notable house, right? It's yeah. it's Premier Ford's house, and we we saw it initially listed at three point two million dollars, and within a short period, they've you know they've dropped it four hundred thousand mm -hmm. dollars, and I know you know you and I have had a lot of discussion on 
um, you know, strategy, pricing strategy, not only yeah. with with Premier Ford's house, but our our clients and, as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I think it's a funny story that I, I think you should speak about. Yeah. With the strategy that, uh, or, sure. or or I mean, the, the story the behind yeah. the, this listing. So so you know, as I understand it, uh, you know, Premier Ford. So in province of Ontario here in Canada, uh, our provincial leader Doug Ford has his home for sale. Originally listed at three point two million dollars. Again, uncalibrated price is what we're referring it to. Mm-hmm. And then now terminated that listing, which we just discussed mm-hmm. the frequency of that. And now is listed at what is it? Uh, two point eight. Two point eight million eight eight eight. Do we have that? Uh, is eight? I think the in, I think the initial price. Oh, that was three point one nine nine eight eight eight. Yes. Right. And and you know what I thought was really funny about that was. So when we're pricing homes, we understand the psychology of the buyers because mm-hmm. we're in the market as yeah. well. Yeah. And when we talk about, thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, um, was at 3.198888 and then now it's at $2,800,888. So when we talk about the symbolism of a number now, in retail pricing, there's a pricing strategy with a 999. For sure. So, for example, you Walmart's look, great at it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything under ten dollars, it's yeah. nine dollars and ninety nine cents. Yeah. yeah. From the buyer psyche, yeah. that's cheaper. Yeah. From uh, a real estate perspective, listing at nine nine nine, obviously you're in a lower digit, right? Yeah. Yeah. But the eight is symbolic in the sense that in uh, simplified Chinese or in, in Mandarin, rather, uh, when you say the number eight, it's actually synonymous for life right and when you use the number four it's synonymous for death right. so just like we have night could be a man on a horse with a, a big stick yep uh, or night could be evening time right the same is true when you say the number eight mm-hmm. so for a long time as we had so many foreign buyers we would strategically use the numbers eight in the listing price mm-hmm. because we want people to mm-hmm. feel good and feel like mm-hmm. this home represents prosperity for sure you so, said something really funny there I, I just want to jump yeah, in. You yeah. said foreign buyers. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. And so what was so comical about uh, you know Mayor, uh, uh, Premier Ford was that he just created a policy where there's a foreign buyers tax across the province yeah. of 20% surcharge to any foreign buyer. Yep. But then now he's used a tactic which we've used as agents to kind of represent health, wealth, and prosperity mm-hmm. on the homes that we sell by using eight as a, 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 you know, a number to convey an emotion. Right. Now I'm not generalizing saying that, you know, that, that number is only good for, um, you know, buyers coming from overseas or mm-hmm. from, from mm-hmm. parts of Asia. Mm-hmm. But I'll tell you that from a real talk perspective, you know, some of the times when we were pricing homes, we knew that we were trying to attract someone for sure overseas because that was the highest and best offer. Yep. Uh, yep. So it's funny that he first, kind of abolished uh, a whole market yeah. uh, and then from there is trying to attract Try to market towards that market yeah yeah that's you know really like our funny. friend Keith Roy in, uh, in British Columbia yeah. a realtor out there he uh, he says you know everybody wants affordable housing until it's time to sell your own home <laughs> right <laughs> so and, true uh, it's so Premier true Ford, Premier Ford is uh is getting through that now yeah. so yeah. yeah that's awesome anyway great great conversations today thank you and I think yeah, uh you know first podcast in the yeah. books maybe and um, first one of many, ho- we hope. Hopefully, people people enjoyed listening to us. And um, yeah, I mean, I th- we're we're going to continue to try to do this as as much as possible because I think it's great to have commentary 
um, you know, from people in the trenches every day and working with buyers and sellers in the market and also talk about topical, topical things like Premier Ford's house. And, um, yeah, I mean, I think this is fun. I think it's great because it's kind of an outlet of the, we can express our ideas. We can express, you know, share some of the experience we have. And and ultimately what we hope is that the people, uh, that are listening or watching, you know, they gain uh, a little bit of knowledge, maybe a little bit of perspective yeah. and make better choices. That's all we really care about is yeah. helping people. Yeah. And um, yeah, Colin, sure. you've done a great job today. It's a lot of fun. Yeah, you too. And let's, you um, too. Bump mics. Bump mics. We can bump mics. I don't know. Is that a bad thing? I don't maybe know. I think, I think our, I think our producer, bumping mics. It's producer Mathushan says it's okay, but he also bad? said that, you know, we should end out our, we should, we should end our podcast with, with asking each other, um, uh, you know, what we're doing this weekend. Yeah, uh, yeah this know. weekend uh, I've got uh, my niece's birthday party. We've got a couple of open houses that we're going to be showcasing. Um, two great properties here in Markham. Uh, sh- should be busy. Both of them featuring swimming pools. Mm-hmm. What we've seen is since COVID started, uh, houses with swimming pools have significantly higher demand mm-hmm. than homes without swimming pools. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it should be fun. Yep. Awesome. How about you? Awesome. I'm I my one. sister-in-law's wedding in Winnipeg. Uh, my wife's from Winnipeg, if people don't know that. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so last one of the this summer at least. So it's you been had a, a lot of weddings. Been, been weddings a busy, busy wedding wedding summer. How many weddings this year? This will be my sixth. Sixth wedding. So it's um and two of them out of province. Two of them out of province. Yeah. Amazing. So it's yeah. um I mean it's been fun. It's been fun, but it's it's um it's busy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, we wish you good luck in the airport. We hope that uh, you make it through customs. Thank uh, you. Every Thank time you. you travel, I don't want to tell no you No customs this time, though. There's no customs. We're just going oh, to going? Manitoba. Yeah. But I've been actually making anonymous calls just on the days <laughs> oh, that you're okay. traveling. Just Watch for this guy. He's wiping baby. Yeah. Right? yeah. yeah. Okay, <laughs> well, we'll we'll be disguised then. We'll nah, be I don't know about that. You're going to be in worse trouble. <laughs> Anyways, guys, well, listen, thanks so much, uh, Colin. Thank you guys for watching. We hope that you like and subscribe to the uh, real estate the above and beyond real estate show and uh, we look forward to seeing you again soon thanks guys have a great day